Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations is now broadcasting live from Atlanta, Georgia. Every Monday, you can hear me live on Biz 1190 from 10 a.m. to noon and iHeartRadio podcast. I'm also broadcasting on my Money Making Conversations Facebook page. You can go online right now and leave comments that I will respond to during and after the show. Phone hotline number 404-231-1190. Each Money Making Conversations radio talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. They, in turn, deliver information about career planning, motivation, financial literacy, and how they lead a balanced life. Appearing on the show today will be Amy Barnett, Chief Content Officer at The Grill, which is one of the largest news resources for black America. Deion Sanders, who is an NFL Hall of Famer, educator, and entrepreneur. New York Times bestselling author, Bishop T.D. Jakes, will be breaking down a new book, Soar, Build Your Vision from the Ground Up, and Don Jackson, Chairman and CEO at Central City Productions and founder of the Stellar Awards. Now, let's get to why you... Now, let's get to why you want to... Hear me every Monday. My first guest, he is a New York Times, number one New York Times bestselling author of more than 40 books and founder and senior pastor of the Potter's House, located in Dallas, Texas. His television ministry program, The Potter's Touch, is watched by 3.3 million viewers every week. He has produced Grammy Award winning music as well as hit films from such movies as Heaven is for Real, Miracles from Heaven, and jump in the broom. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Bishop T.D. Jakes. 
Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Uh, Bishop, did I lay you out there? Did I lay you out there? <laughs> <laughs> I wondered, was that really me you were oh, talking come about? On. You, 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 your story is, uh, I've, I've been fortunate and blessed to have met you over the years uh, in my re- working relationship with Steve Harvey. You've never disappointed, and, you, and you, you, you've laid a path of opportunity for individuals like me to say, I can do this. And I, when I look at the book that we're going to talk about, Soar, Build Your Vision from the Ground Up, it is truly a person's blueprint for success as an individual and especially in entrepreneurship. Why did you decide to do it this time, sir? You know, it was it was really a lot of thought and prayer and effort went into it because my liability is my own career. Once yes, people see you as a clergyman, they have difficulty seeing you as anything else. Mm-hmm. And yet the elephant in the middle of the room is <laughs> I've done over $500 million worth of films, grossed at the box office, mm-hmm. continue to be in that arena, now doing uh, television with Lifetime, mm-hmm. done a lot of projects and outside things beyond the pale of clergy. And when I look around in our communities, it's not just preaching that we need. We need information about business, about entrepreneurship, recreating our lives, people who were second-chance citizens, ex-offenders. How do they get back up on their feet again? Mothers who have empty nests, people trying to subsidize their income, looking for a job when you may have to create the job that you need. And I wanted to have a conversation with my generation about it. It's important. And before we even get into the book, uh, it's two sections I want to talk about. It's the front of the book and the back of the book. In the front of the book, you talk about the Texas Offenders Reentry Initiative, which I knew nothing about. Let me give my listeners the background. Launched in 2005, the TORI program has served over 10,000 formerly incarcerated adults across the state of Texas in healthcare, employment, housing, spirituality, education, and family. But 10,000 Bishop T.D. Jakes? It's not the number is actually up to 17,000 now uh, that have gone through our program. We meet them once they get out of prison. We put them into a year to two-year training program that helps some of them to get GEDs. Fifty percent of them have gotten jobs as a result of being there. We direct them into housing. We uh, work on their family skills. We do anger management classes. We do very practical dress, how to dress for an interview, uh, that sort of thing, and, and we continue to enhance that I meet with CEOs and corporate leaders about giving a certain amount of job allotments to second-chance citizens, and uh, we have had accommodations from the Obama administration uh, down through the years. We've been appreciated by the criminal justice system, and we're getting ready to have a graduation incidentally (laughs) for a whole new batch of students who are coming through the program, so uh, it's alive and well. (laughs) If you ever need me to speak to them, you know, I'm about motivation, I'm about uplift, you know, my life, I come from the inner city, Fifth Ward, I've been fortunate, my degree is in mathematics and corporate trained in IBM, and I just know that sometimes you need to hear a person just came from a community that wasn't supposed to be the blessed community, You're right? stepped out there, uh, was, 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 was pushed in the right direction, you know what I'm saying, we all are pushed, but sometimes we don't, we ignore that push. Or that You're motivation. Right. And, That's uh, right. And the right people motivated me. And when I was at the front of the book, I wanted to bring that out because it was important to be in the book. Only thing I would say, I bought the book on Kindle. I bought your book, sir. Okay. They could at least go online and update 10,000 to 17,000. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's digital. They can go in there and change that 10,000 to 17,000. Okay. 
you know, the number is so staggering, and people who have been following me for years, some of them know it, some of them don't. If you follow me on social media, you get to see the graduation and the clips of the graduation, mm -hmm. or if you're a member of my church, you know it. But if you just watch my television show, you would never know that we're doing anything like that. We've been doing this for years. I know, and there's another segment before we get into the book I want to talk about is the back of the book, okay? Mm -hmm. Because it's an appendix section called, mm -hmm. well, you, you, it's called Definition of Terms section. Well, you really break down and explain to people what a sole proprietorship is, corporation is, cash flow, balance sheet. And these are statements that scare people because they, they don't know where to go. They don't know where to turn. So and then you have another section called other resource section where you explain to people what a small business administration is and what website to go to. The, you know, all these are score website to go to black enterprise, entrepreneurship. Entrepreneur Magazine, all these things. Why was it important? Because you know, I read a lot of books. I've been motivated a lot over years. And I've been fortunate to have done talk shows like you have. So I've gotten a lot of books come my way over the last 10 years of my life. I've never seen this in a book. Why you did know, you decide to do, to do I it? I did not want to write up a, a puff piece, a fluff book. With, mm -hmm. You know, you could make it and name it and claim it and go after your dreams and all that kind of stuff. Right. Because at the end of the day, you know, I'm serious. <laughs> Motivation without information leads to frustration. Mm -hmm. So I did not want to further motivate people without providing the kind of information that would cause them to end up with frustration. Mm -hmm. uh, the, every, and you know this well if you've done entertainment business like you have, mm -hmm. every genre of business has its own lingo and language. Right. You can't function in that genre if you don't learn the language. Mm -hmm. you, you, you wouldn't go to Spain to live and not learn Spanish. Yes, you sir. wouldn't go to Paris and not learn French. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to go into business, you have to learn the language. And I tried to make it simple enough. It's not like a, a whole foreign language, but there are some terms so that when you're in a meeting, you have some sense of what they're talking about. And you're not intimidated. Mm -hmm. So many people are going into business because they have a talent. They have the talent, but they don't have the terms. And the terms helps you to be able to escalate the talent because then you can craft the business model to protect you because business is a jungle and you can get devoured out there if you don't know how to protect yourself. And you and that's why I was telling everybody right now, the show Money Making Conversation is designed for entrepreneurship, free information that I provide to my listeners and viewers if you're on my Facebook page. This is the first book I've ever encountered that is a book you go to the shelves, you walk away, and you can build your career, build your life, not only through your faith, but also through principles. Because throughout this book, it's about soaring. And, he, and the analogy is taken from the fact that as a kid, which I was related to, I related to the fact that my dad, my Disneyland trip was to go to the airport. Right. And watch the planes take off. When, you, when I read that, I, I said, this is my book. <laughs> <laughs> It was cheap entertainment back then. We'd go to the airport and watch some flights take off. My kids would think we were crazy if I took them to the airport to watch some planes take off. But it was the only kind of entertainment my parents could afford. Uh, it led to me uh, becoming fascinated with the Wright brothers. Mm -hmm. The Wright brothers become the metaphor for the book because yes, they built their airplane in a bicycle shop. And, and it just it's a great conversation. I loved writing the book. And that, that, that's the type of terminology that's going to be relatable. You know, the next break, we're going to go into more detail about the actual book, because I want people to understand that it's broken down into four parts. I'm just going to set everybody up. It's four parts. Expand your vision, build your wings, 
clear the clouds, soar to new heights. And when I when I when I'm engaged in this next, don't go nowhere because you got to hear the profound words of leadership, fellowship, and uh, and entrepreneurship. That's going to let you know that you can win in the game of small business and game of life. And the one thing I also took away from the book is that if you're an employee, you should read this book because you are a brand and you should consider yourself an entrepreneur. We'll be right back with more from Bishop TDJ. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. You're listening to Money Making Conversation. I'm your host. On the phone is Bishop T.D. Jakes. And we're going to go in more detail about SOAR, New York Times bestseller. Build your vision from the ground up. And I'm telling everybody, it truly is a person's blueprint for success. Bishop, the reason I want to really start with your mom and your dad. Because, see, when, when people write books, the one thing I don't like when they write books is like they have no history. Or they don't have any resume. Your mom was a real estate, was involved in real estate, and your father had a janitorial service. So, Absolutely. So you learned this as a young, as a youth. It was a conversation in my house every day. It was the environment I grew up in. And uh, my, my mother was always looking for a deal on real estate and buying these pieces of property and collecting rent from them. And, in fact, she did it when I was a child. Mm-hmm. She maintained that property throughout her life. My mother finally died uh, at 73 with Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And even as she was fading away, my mother still had rent money coming in. Mm-hmm. Even, that she From houses she couldn't remember anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and it left an indelible impression upon me because my mother was not at the mercy of Social Security. She was not at the mercy of her teacher's retirement, though she received that she has subsidized her income. And she becomes a catalyst for conversation, particularly for women of color who have had to scratch their way up and fight themselves, uh, fight the, the, the tide and the, and, and the male-dominated uh disconnect that exists in our country today uh i think my mother is a source of great inspiration you better believe it and that's another reason i'm, I'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep putting notches on why you should read this book you should read this book about your mom because of the fact that you know in the times of racism you know and it was mm-hmm. you know this still exists today but back then you know <laughs> for her to have the inspiration to understand okay i'm a school teacher but i'm gonna put a little money over here and i'm gonna go go get this one house get this mm-hmm. one house that is to me is that's the to have to experience that lets me know why you're successful today. My mother bought so much real estate that they ended up naming the street after her. She owned all the property on the street and property in other areas of the city. And so I had her on one hand, and my dad was on the other hand, who started a business with a mop in the bucket and ended up with 52 employees mm. in the 60s in West Virginia, the second poorest state in the Union, 5% black in the 60s, and he still won in the art of business. My friend. Which leads us to your book, my friend. So, build your vision from the ground up. You broke it up into four chapters. I'm going to just name each chapter. Just give me a a short synopsis on why that chapter is important. The first part one, expand your vision. You know, you are no more than the thoughts you think, and it's very, very important that you expand your reason. I see so many people who are even working good jobs. We mentioned uh, before the break about people who are on a job, and they're building a vision for the company, but they have not built a brand for themselves. And when the company gets finished with you, they toss you aside. You're back to ground level zero. You have not used those principles that you use for the company. You don't use them for yourself. I think that's a very important place to start. The fact that African-American 
Asian women and Latino women are going into business more readily than any other people group is important to discuss as well because they're also going out of business because they don't really have sustainability mm-hmm. or access mm-hmm. to finances in order to be productive. So I start out by talking about vision. Everything starts with a vision, expanding your vision, going to new horizons, always being progressive, not being so busy doing the work that you don't get to think the work you do. Most entrepreneurs, the, the same thing that made them great is killing them. They're so busy doing the work that they don't get a chance to think the work, and they cannot confuse busyness with business. Wow. You have two chapters here, Chapter 2 and Chapter 3, Build Your Wings and Clear the Clouds. You have to build your own wings. I use, again, the metaphor of the Wright brothers, and it took them forever to get the plane in the air, but they had to build their own wings in order to get it done. It's not going to happen through magic. It is a building process. It is not going to come through osmosis or just because you put a nice picture on social media. I I deeply believe in marketing through social media. Mm -hmm. But that it's not going to come through magic like that. And I talk about building those wings because when you think of a business, a business is not a destination. It's a transportation. The destination was to get in the clouds. The transportation was the plane. So your goal should not be to have a business. Your goal should be to have economic equity. And your flight pattern and mm-hmm. your wings mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. through your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the goal is to have a business, you can have a business and starve to death. Mm-hmm. The goal should be to have economic liquidity so that you'll have something pass on to your heirs and be able to uh, bless your, your community your generation, so into your charities and what have you. That's the goal. Now, what are we going to build to accomplish the goal? Too many people see the business as the goal. The business is not the goal. It is not the ends. It's the means. Mm -hmm. You have to build those wings to get you to the end of where you're trying to go. Wow. And the last chapter, last, like I say, it's four parts. Expand your vision, build your wings, clear the clouds, and the final one is soar to new heights. Keep evolving, keep growing. Whether you build a business to sell, and there are logical reasons why many people build a business with selling in mind, or whether you build a business to pass on as a legacy to your children, you have to keep momentum. You have to keep momentum. It is the thrust that keeps the plane in the air. If you lose your thrust, the plane will fall. The the law of aerodynamics supersedes the law of gravity. And this is the issue. In all of our lives, we have a gravitational pull that's always trying to pull us back down to where we came from. In order to escape that gravitational pull, you must maintain momentum. So you you must be airborne, must maintain momentum, keep growing, keep building, keep going forward, because if an airport, if an airplane stops its thrust, mm-hmm. it will immediately fall to the ground. Ladies and gentlemen, in SOAR, build your vision from the ground up. Bishop T.D. Jakes reveals how to build a uniquely personal vision within you. Within you, listen to me, within you, into your own special, make, have you make your own special contributions to the world by blending common sense and information. That's what this book brings to you. Common sense and information, and he wraps it up with faith. Don't ever walk out that door thinking faith does not play a major role. That's what I loved about this book. Because from a minister's, from a minister's, minister, from a preaching standpoint, you know, we know what you do. Yes. You're a bishop. You didn't yes. you didn't start the book out like that. No. 
You go through it all. I'm going to lay it out. The stories with Oprah, Nichelle mm-hmm. Nichols, that's the Lieutenant O'Hura. You talk mm-hmm. about Miss Robbie. You talk about Patty LaBelle, how she mm-hmm. saw an opportunity. She didn't just pray on it. She act on it. She acted mm-hmm. on it. And that's mm-hmm. what I love about this book because you're telling people, look, I'm going to tell you about business first. And then we're going to pray in a minute, though. We're going to pray in a minute, though. But yes. I'm going to tell you, this is the business principle. Don't put prayer before business now. Mm-hmm. And that is why I love this book, sir. And um, wow, I know it's, I know it's, I know it can't stay on the shelves. I know it cannot stay on the shelves. This well, I'm excited about it. Let me do a quick shout out uh, before you have to let me go. But there's a couple of things I think they need to know. My International Pastors and Leadership Conference is mm-hmm. coming up. Pastors and leaders come from all over the world to mm-hmm. be a part of this mm-hmm. meeting. They learn everything about organization, infrastructure, staffing, development, budgeting, maintaining. Because mm-hmm. in many ways, in order to mm-hmm. run a church mm-hmm. with any staff at all, you have mm-hmm. to have some business acumen, even if it's just to acquire property or to build low-income housing, there's a business acumen that needs to be there. What is new about this year is that we also include classes for entrepreneurs. So if you enjoyed soaring, you want to really build on the information that was provided yes, in the book, yes, you sir. might want to consider coming out April 17th, and it's going to be April 17th, 18th, and 19th. It's going to be in Dallas, Texas. They can go to pastorsandleaders.org mm-hmm. and get more information about it. And one quick thing I want to say, I think you're based in Atlanta. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Well, Atlanta is well familiar with women that are loose. <laughs> and I did mm-hmm. it there for years and years mm-hmm. and years, mm-hmm. filling up the Georgia Dome and so forth and so on. This time, I'm going to do something new in October that has never been done before. I'm doing a master class wow. for women that are loose. It's going to be in Dallas. I'm only taking a small amount of women. It will not be a stadium-sized crowd. Mm-hmm. It's going to be October 18th through the 20th. I'm building, I'm bringing me and many of my friends who are masters at what they do. Mm-hmm. It's going to be amazing. So whether you're evangelist, pastor, entrepreneur, businesswoman, a career woman, professional woman, got more hats than you have head trying to run everything. <laughs> I love it, Bishop. <laughs> I've got something for you, October 18th through the 20th, and they can go to woman, WTAL.org, and it's just an opening page up right now. I haven't really started pushing it, but I thought I would share it since I'm talking to Atlanta. Well, thank you uh, for sharing that, but more importantly, thank you for writing that book. God bless you, sir. But, uh, you know, the thing about it is that I've always been a fan of what you do. And to actually, you know, cause I, you can call me a jaded book reader and then read a book where I gained so much information, so much knowledge. And I'm just going to share to the world when people hear this show, the fact is you have the blueprint. Stop stop looking at anywhere. Else. Stop reading other things. This man right. was born in a house of entrepreneurs. Right. His success is Google him. Google him. You will see. And the consistency and the fact that he's giving back in 2005, over 17,000 men and women out of Texas incarcerated are living a positive life with over 53 percent of them getting jobs. Sir, thank you for coming on my show. I'm a thank fan. You for having me. I'm a Enjoyed fan. It. I'm a fan. And we're going to keep bless. selling these books, brother. We're going to sell these books. Come on, Bishop. <laughs> Amen. Bye-bye. We'll be right back with more. From Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. 
Hi, welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Let's get to our next guest. He's the founder, chairman, and CEO of the 47-year-old Central City Productions, located in Chicago, Illinois. They do national television syndication production sales. He's also the founder of the Stella Awards. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Don Jackson. Uh, good morning, Rashawn. How are you? I know you. Uh, I should ask, how are you in cold Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not cold today, my brother. We're get, I think we're going to get up into 40, so Woo! it's not cold to us. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's hot. That's hot in March, brother. That's hot. <laughs> you got that right. You know, I've spent four years up there taping Steve's uh, talk show. I know from experience what March can feel like in Chicago. But how are you yeah. doing, my friend? Doing good? I'm doing, I'm doing fantastic. I heard a little bit of that. T.D. Jake's interview you had, and, and it was fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate this. They're the, the, the having guests like you come on, Bishop T.D. Jake's. I have Deion Sanders on the show as well as Amy Barnett. And it's a, just amazing the response I've been getting with Money Making Conversations because it's really about a show. I'm giving out free information. And also because mm-hmm. of my history, it allows a, a sense of credibility and to bring on talented people like you because the people need to hear because we have an entrepreneurial generation. That's the 18 to 34 and they didn't right. need to hear eyes done because that's what they want to do. And right. a lot of times, you, just, you 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 know, since they are into podcasts, since they're into streaming, I felt it was, right. it, was, it was a cool idea to develop this concept and bring on people like you. I call friends of the business to uh, mm-hmm. show people that in your 47 years, the legacy that you created that they might not be aware of. They can see your show. They can see these. And I, that's why I wanted to start the interview before we got into who Don Jackson is so they can mm-hmm. see your brand. And your brand is pretty big. And I want to just start out with, you know, the show that everybody really knows, the Stellar Awards, which uh, which is starting on uh, March 24th, right, being taped March 24th in Las Vegas, correct? Yeah, that is in Vegas, yes. That is our flagship show. And, you know, people uh, often see the results of, uh, uh, of, of something like a show or what you've done and say, oh, how easy it's been. And, <laughs> and they, 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 they say, wow, you're blessed and, and you're lucky and, and all other kinds of adjectives. But what they don't see is uh, what is necessary when you have an idea like we had here, mm-hmm. uh, you've got to develop a plan you've got to right. do some due diligence to put it down you you just can't talk your way through it um you, you have to plan it first to make it work and um but uh you know we've been very fortunate uh in in laying the groundwork for an idea i had with the stellar award some 35 years ago uh when i saw that they didn't have anything uh yes, in in the way of a gospel music award show and uh, that's when I said this would be great for a television special because I had worked with Don Cornelius on developing the Soul Train Music Awards where um, it wasn't, uh, there wasn't a black music award show on the air, so we started working. And so I was familiar with award shows, and, and that's when I saw The Void. And, and that's what young people need to think about when they have ideas. If there is a void in a particular area that they think they can develop, uh, they can grow or produce, uh, that's the first start. And that's what I saw. And then I went to work on planning what would that look like, uh, 
uh, you know, uh, what, what are the positive things that can mm-hmm. result from it? Uh, and on the money side of it, Rajan, who would support it, right? Right, right, uh, right. Uh, you know, so in our business of television, uh, in addition to the idea, uh, you, you know, it's like a triangle. The base of the triangle is the idea, is the show. Then the 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 other legs of the triangle are the broadcast stations yes, who would air it, right? Put it on, and then the third leg of that triangle are the advertisers who would support it. And uh, so when we took it out to the broadcast community, they loved the idea of an award show like that. And then the advertisers, that was the third leg right. to see if they would support it. Right, 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 right. And, right. and then that's really what got us on the air, and that's what has kept us on the air, you know, with advertisers like General Motors and um, a Walmart and State Farm and AT&T and Johnson & Johnson and Procter & Gamble. Those are the advertisers now you've got to get your ratings right but but that's the you know the 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 business of television but it all starts with what do you do with that idea you think is the greatest idea in the world and what kind of work are you going to really do to make that happen let me ask you this now now the show is is taped there but it's also a multi-weekend event now correct Oh yeah, it, it, it's um, we. It's grown from just a television taping to you know a major, major event uh, where uh, we have over twenty-five thousand uh, gospel music fans come into Vegas. Thank you, Las Vegas. And, now, come on now. We we've extended it. Yeah, it's in Vegas. That we call it Soul City instead of <laughs> City. Right now. Oh, we we know what's going on, church folks. We know what's going on. Yeah, we know we know our church folks also like to like like to have some fun. Right? Absolutely. Well, you get in Vegas, you get food, you get gambling, you get shopping, and you get camaraderie, and uh, and also the hotel spaces can be very reasonable too. Now, see, now you hit it right on the head. People ask, well, why are you in Vegas? Well, you know, Vegas, they are the ones who uh, have the venues that, and hotels that can hold these major events. Sometimes in, in cities, other cities, we've been into New York, uh, we've been into L.A., uh, Nashville, uh, we've been in Houston, um, and they don't have all of the venues of choice, right. uh, you know, that are economical where you can, you know, because our show, uh, you know, we we take five days to prepare for it. You know, we call it, you know, the Grammys of gospel music. Uh, but, you know, they have the right environment for us, and, you know, the weather's right, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and they have other attractions there in terms of gaming, so it's a great environment. Well, you know, you know, me and I have done the Neighborhood Awards at Orleans Arena, where you at. That's a great mm-hmm. facility in that little circle, and also it just Vegas provides entertainment and that's what people want to do. They want to go someplace where a lot of people haven't been to Vegas. So it's like a vacation. If you plan it right, it becomes an annual vacation or on your road trip for, for, for families, for friends. So, so you got a great venue to be in and a great town to be to participate. So continued success there. But I want to talk about some other shows that you're doing the black music awards, which I had not heard of until, until this interview came up, which is taped August 16th in Tennessee at the Performing Arts Center. It's hosted by Ricky Smiley and Yatoria Luckett. 
Yeah, well, you know, this was a show uh, that I did some 25 years ago, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did it in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was really meant to honor uh, the uh, the artists in, in, in African-American music who came before us. Right. Uh, you know, the Dells and the uh, Supremes and Barry Gordy and... And and we did that uh, as well as Don Cornelius, and we did four episodes, four annual shows, and then uh, L.A. was not the venue for for that show, so we stopped. Uh, and then I decided two years ago to bring it back mm -hmm. in Nashville, Tennessee, Rashawn, because they are building the National Museum of African American Music. Wow! And all of our proceeds, you know, uh, you know, making money is also giving back and tithing, Absolutely. which you know, uh, you know about. And so we're uh, we we started it uh, some three years ago wow. uh, with the African. National Museum of African American Music, where we uh, our proceeds go, and it's been just sensational. So it's like uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, almost. It, that's exactly right. Uh, uh, you know, we have these legends in African American music who have paved the way, and you know, uh, uh, we we've this honored awesome. just. Uh, uh, a tremendous amount, you know. I mean, we had Dion Warwick who worked with me on the Soul Train Music Awards, and Jody Watley, uh, and uh, you know, the and the Jacksons. We were the first to honor the Jacksons now uh, uh, with a major award like this. They have been honored with Michael Jackson, but they never received uh, an award like they did last year from uh you know for their music and for the legacy that they have provided and they were just blown away they were just so uh, thrilled to this is, uh, this is uh, really really news to me and i'm excited to be able to have it on my show and i want to tell you whatever i can do to keep promoting this please i want to bring you back on in uh early august so we can promote this again Oh, I think it's great, and you know, you you know, you mentioned the neighborhood awards, Rashawn. I was there, and that's uh, that was a tremendous award show that I would encourage you uh, that could that could make a lot of sense for television. If Thank you, you. want to do it, you know, I just want to just put it out there to you. Mm -hmm. you, you. You know, you might want to think about doing that as an annual award show. Well, I appreciate the compliment. I appreciate the work that you're doing. And uh, mm -hmm. that's my life, man. My life has been pretty cool. It's allowed me to expand my riches, as they say. Because you right. know my background is about helping everybody, everyday people. And that's your right. thing. And I want to bring also something that uh, Nephew Tommy's still hosting, the Black College Quiz, which oh, is yeah. really, really cool. Yeah, we're going into, I think, our, our 12th season. We do this with historical black colleges and universities. It's the only half-hour weekly show uh, that really addresses uh, our, our, our kids, our, not our kids, our young adults who are in college, shows the you know, positive it's attitude our that they have. <laughs> that what now? It's our jeopardy. It's our jeopardy. That's exactly right, and our history. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so plus, uh, you know, they're able to make scholarship money and earn scholarship money from the game, and it's just been you know tremendous. These are the kinds of shows that we do. You know, our shows are targeted to the African American community, Definitely. and uh, that's been our mission of uh, uplifting our community with uh, positive, uplifting programming like this. So. Uh, that's where what we've been doing with all of our shows for the past thirty, no, forty-seven Come years. Come on, man! I'm, I'm about to say, did I just say forty-seven? And you yeah, still, you, you, you going to do me wrong well, and say thirty? 
<laughs> no, well, that was the Stellar Awards. That was, you know, th- that was the Stellar Awards. But well, you it's, know, it's amazing that you know because I know the battle that you have to fight to be in this world of syndication. Just people know by network, they know by cable, and that whole syndication world that not only you have been very effective in, but Byron Allen has been very effective in as well. When we come back, we're going to talk about those models that you put together. Also, want to talk about the mentoring awards and all these great things that you're doing on a regular basis. We're on the phone with Don Jackson, CEO and founder of the. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host of Money Making Conversation. On the phone is Don Jackson. He's the CEO and founder of the 47-year-old Central City Productions. Prior to us leaving the breaks, I was talking with him about the uh, Black College Quiz and hosted annually by Nephew Tommy. It's one of those great shows that uh features hbcu college students i said i set up uh tommy to host that and a uh, person i used to talk to all the time about production and about the scheduling that uh, was your wife done and right. uh, i loved talking to her because she was meticulous and mm-hmm. but she was open-minded and yes she was all about uh being successful and I, right. I I know she's passed recently, last month, in fact. And I just wanted to bring that up and just tell her, there's a person I'm going to miss in this industry because of who she is and what she represented as a producer and partner for you at your company. Can you tell us a few words about her? Yes. Well, it, it's also a testament to some of the um, black women who are uh, out there and in your audience um, uh, and, and what my wife meant to me is she mentored so many African-American women uh, in this business of television. Uh, she was the backbone. We've, we've been married for 52 years, and when I went into business, she was there to push me out, support me, take mm-hmm. care of my kids. Mm-hmm. And, and then she got into the business, and she actually was the research director and an academic coordinator of the Black College. I know. With, <laughs> yeah. And and, you know, she took over that. She handled so many things in our business. Uh, a lot of people didn't know uh, the backbone that they, because she put me, pushed me out. But black women uh, can be so strong, and they have been, uh, in, in helping uh, to, you know, for success of businesses like ours. Uh, and I just can't say enough about the influence that she had and impact she had on our business. I know that. That's why I wanted to bring it up, and I wanted to let you know about my personal contact that I had with her in the short time. Right. And we talked every year, but it was always uh, re- really effective. And I just want to let you know that I respected every conversation I had with her, and I really appreciate the values that she gave me as far as, you know, or being able to articulate what that show was about. You know, because I wanted to change the show a little bit. She go, Rashawn, look. <laughs> Just, there are rules here, you know. We, right, you know, right. I know you're into entertainment, Rashawn, but we got to right, do it a certain right. way. We got We have to. Right. This is we have to stick to certain because we're dealing with answers. You know, uh, right. you can't play with accuracy. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and history. You know, she would. And also, she's a doctor. Right. Uh, uh, she's a doctor, PhD of education. She said, so. "Hold up, Rashawn. I, I like <laughs> the idea, but you look crazy right. now. You tell me. Right. I, I love talking to her. I want. Right. The reason I wanted to set up everything about your production company and some of the mm-hmm. flag flag po- the tip post that you've created because i wanted to uh, i wanted to segue into the stellar tv network because i felt if you just if i started with the stellar tv network people wouldn't understand how would you right. have the history or the production right. awareness to be able to talk about the stellar tv network which would be the first 24-hour completed african-american owned faith-based television network tell us about that 
Yeah, that is the legacy that I intend to leave, to leave behind. That is um, a, a faith-based gospel music entertainment network. Mm-hmm. You know, not just gospel music, but programming that's positive, uplifting. And there doesn't exist an African-American-owned uh, network like that today. Uh, you know, even some of our other networks that are currently out there, um, you know, are not of their, their oriented towards African-Americans, but they're not African-American-owned. And we have a huge library of programming. So, you know, when you uh, start thinking, Rashawn, about, well, I can't get my programs on, mm-hmm. uh, we're not in the right time periods, and you face some of this with, <laughs> out there in syndication, too. Yes, sir. The thing about it is that we decided to do our own so that we can put programming on that young producers and writers and directors ideas that they have, that we can entertain those ideas and not only put them on, but find uh, opportunities for employment for our black young people who are getting educated in communications and radio and television and film, but find jobs for them. So this is why I am not retiring at all <laughs> it from this It don't earth. sound like it, Don. It don't sound no, like no. it. No, no. I, I am so excited about, uh, and, you know, this network that we're looking to launch in another year uh, that we think is going to set television on fire. And uh, so... Uh, we, you know, we've been out here. We have a huge footprint in this gospel music uh, uh, arena, but it's more than that. It's really providing programming for our community that they don't currently get to counterbalance some of all of the Let's negative talk about activities little, out when there. You say with programming, like, is it just gospel related? Like, because I'm gonna throw out, is, is it about cooking on there and they baking on there? What, 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 it's uh, it's about you know. Because you know, I'm uh, a baker now. You know, I'm always oh, looking yeah, for ways know that. to you know, spread <laughs> you know, my baking love out there to the trade folk now. Oh, and and you know, we don't have a lot of those shows on. You, you know, know, I'm just so, gonna let yeah, you know no, that I'm throwing my hat in the ring now, Don. If you oh, need a right. baker, a award winning uh, yeah, well, baker, funny. Yeah, we. We have a cooking show that's right uh, in our plans and on our program, you know, agenda. And, you know, we, we're going to do a soap opera that uh, uh, currently has not been done, mm-hmm. you know. And if you take a look at some of the gospel music plays that I have, you know, Tyler Perry started yes, with, sir. you know, much of the uh, what they call the Chitlin circuit where, Absolutely. You, you know, they would have uh, these, these no plays. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And so, you know, it's a variety of programming that touches every corner of our community. And the the one base of it is gospel music uplifting programming, you know, because when you're in need, if you have, you know, a problem, if someone has, uh, you know, done you wrong, you know, you can, you can turn to uh, uh, our Stellar TV network and get uplifted, you know, but you can get more programming. Baking by Rashawn. That's what you're going to get. Baking by Rashawn. I'm going to bug you to death, (laughs) Don. I'm going to bug you to death by my TV show over there. I I, I know I got an award-winning show. For your well, audience, I got a half million fan club members, 80% of them female. I got a right. million social media followers, 78% of them female. See, at some point in life, you got to start selling yourself to power brokers. That's right. That's right. And, and you're and, a power we'll, broker. So, so, I'll, put, I'll put that show on. Uh, Thank you, uh, you, you know, now I don't know how well you can cook, but I know oh, of your see, following. Oh, see, right? All right. All right. Now, see. Oh, 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 y'all get Don's uh, email address. We got to put an end to this ignorance right here. Talk about, see, he only know me from producing TVs, managing right. Steve Harvey, writing sitcoms. He don't even know about my other background, man. No, I did not know about that. I'm just a. Uh, 
People walking. I was I was in the elevator at the Atlanta Hawks the other day. Coming down the elevator, guy behind me started talking to me. Lady in front of me turned around, going, "You're the baker, right?" <laughs> <laughs> My program director. They know you as the baker, dude. I said, "Yeah, man." Social media, uh-huh. I'm the baker, so. But let's so, go so on to the next the, thing here, man. That's the oh, name of the show, right? The name of the show is The Baker? It could be, it's called Baker Spotlight. I'm, uh, duh, I'm not going to tie this show down, selling myself about you. I'm going to do this off air. You need to understand, you're talking to a very, very special person on this phone, my friend. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 you got talents we don't know about. That's, absolutely. That's, that's the whole purpose of this show, man. Not only just to spread the love about entrepreneurship, but also spread the fame of Rashawn McDonald. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. I okay, love it. I want to talk about this National Museum of Gospel Music. Oh, yeah. You know. Uh, Another old that, year. I just that, looked up. I got to bring you back. You don't even know how much you're doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know, I was in, you know, the Pilgrim Baptist Church was uh, known as the home of gospel music. Yes, and Thomas A. Dorsey, the father of gospel music. Mm-hmm. And it burned down in 2006 Absolutely. in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just sitting there. And so I went by to take a look, and people had been encouraging me to think about a museum for gospel music. And I walked through the ashes and said, this is it. Mm. This should be the place for a National Museum of Gospel Music. And I made a commitment. Uh, We're putting our funds in it from the proceeds from the Stellar Awards. We're going to introduce it uh, in two weeks at the Stellar Awards. And we're all, the city has gotten behind it, uh, the mayor, the governor, they've gotten behind it. And it was just an idea waiting to happen for Chicago. They, they didn't realize the legacy that Chicago had as the birthplace of gospel music. So we're going to build a, uh, a five-story museum uh, right in the heart wow. of the uh, black community, the Bronzeville community, uh, which is on the near south side of Chicago, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it, it's we because of the footprint that we have, we're going to have all of the the history, the culture, the collections, and Rashawn, we're going to have for the first time in Chicago a sound stage to do television production <laughs> right in our it. community. But uh, Don, um, yeah. forty-seven years. I think I'll be interviewing for another 47 years. <laughs> At least your legacy, but man, I, I'm so proud that you uh, came on my show. I've had fun talking to you. I, I, I miss your wife, man. I know you miss her dearly as well. I and do. the people I in do your production her. company. But the fact that you got the Stellar Gospel Music Awards, the Black Music Honors, Black College Quiz, the Mentoring Awards, you're launching the Stellar TV, the Gospel Museum. Keep winning, my friend. And okay. I will bring you back, definitely back on the show. You can get tickets to the uh, Stellar Music Awards. Go to Ticketmaster.com. It's hosted by Kurt, my good friend, Kurt Franklin. Keep winning. It's a weekend event. Don, thank you for coming on my show. All right. Thank you, Rashawn. I'll come back anytime you want me. Appreciate you. I got to send you some pies, my man. You need to learn. <laughs> Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations now broadcasting live from Atlanta, Georgia. 
Every Monday, you can hear me live on Biz 1190 from 10 a.m. to noon and iHeartRadio podcast. Let's get started. Because Atlanta, you know about this young man. My next guest can be seen on several NFL network television series or shows, including Thursday Night Football, 21st and Prime, NFL Game Day. He is also pro football, a Pro Football Hall of Famer, former Major League Baseball player, who's the only athlete to play on both the Super Bowl and the World Series. He's the coach, philanthropist, and father. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Deion Sanders. <laughs> Rishon, Rishon, baby, we finally on together. I miss you, man. I, I'm telling you something. This is great for you to say that because Dion's a special person to me, and you know our relationship is unique in itself because he's a natural motivator. That's why this is a relationship we've been knowing each other about fifteen to fifteen years for sure. And he know I've always been inspired by his natural gifts. Why are you just such a natural motivator, Dion? And I think it's something that I saw as a child. I I, I saw a mother who worked tireless yes, just so ends could see one another because they never met. I, I saw a father that struggled with drug addiction, mm-hmm. a stepfather that struggled with alcoholism. Mm-hmm. I saw an inner city that I was engulfed in, that I lived in, and that I resided in, that was headed nowhere, in no direction. Mm-hmm. And something inside of me said, you could take a little bit of this from your mama. You could take a little bit of that from this. You could take a little bit of that and be whatever you want to be. And no one can stop you if you focus and put your mind to it. No one can stop you if you don't quit. And that was the formula. Now, but you know, but you, you, but you, you, you describe a background, uh, an environment where there are nothing but roadblocks in life. But you have this natural I can win personality, Dion. You know that that prime well, I time. I see things different, huh? Rashawn. I see things different. Like like I'm a football coach, right. and some days it rains. Right. And the first thing I do, they, the coaches say, "Well, prime, uh, it may rain today." <laughs> I say, "What's the percentage?" They say, "Well, it's a forty percent chance it's gonna rain." I say, "Well, that means it's a sixty percent chance it ain't." Right. That's right. just the right. way I look at things. I, right. I just always look at the positive in everything. The negative is easy. To see, it's easy to realize. It's easy to take a stance with it, but the positive is something that people overlook. We we always think about what we don't have instead of thinking about what we do. Because here's the thing about Dion. I don't know. You know, we must be like this moon be circling. Whatever I'm down or something, and I'm I'm one of those guys who stay up all the time. I can always get a text from you. Keep your head up, brother. You know the blessings are gonna come your way. Now, I know you just don't do it for me, but you still take the time to remind your friends there's always a brighter day. That's amazing. Rashawn, I I have a text list of a couple hundred people that they've been getting my texts for over 20 years every morning Mm -hmm. um, between certain hours. Now, I'm off on weekends, but Monday through Friday, (laughs) they get it. Like, like for, for, for instance, this morning, it said, get yourself together and do what you know you need to do and be what you desire to be. Trim the fat off your life right now. It's holding you back, and you know it. Truth. Just a simple, that's the first thing that hit my spirit when I woke up this morning, mm-hmm. and I put it out. And guess what? And it's received. And, uh, the, and the thing about it is that Dion has always known me, because yeah, I see him as a this talented, handsome, articulate, entertaining guy, and, but he always put family first. 
and kids first. When I say kids, I'm talking about his youth program, his educational program. Because I would tell him, man, let's go to L.A. and do a sitcom. Let's go to L.A. and do a talk show. Let's go to New York. He said, Rashawn, uh, can you do the talk show in one day? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know what? We've had some real conversations like that, too, man. It's like, Prime, you can do this. It's like, okay, but... But can they shoot it in Dallas? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I'm telling you, that, that, that's, you're, you're exactly right. You're, you're not lying. But, well, first of all, you don't lie anyway. But by any means, you are telling the truth because I understand what's my, my purpose is tied to my passion. Yes, you know, sir. if I'm not passionate about it, it cannot be my purpose. Mm-hmm. And I, God blesses what I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. And some things I want to do, mm-hmm. but it ain't me. I would love to do it, but it ain't me. And you got to decipher in your life between which are you really passionate about and God will bless it or things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. It's like deciding between needs and wants. Once upon a time, I used to go and get whatever I wanted because I had, you know, that type of cash and you could get whatever you wanted. Now it's all about your needs. You still have the resources. I still have the finances to right. do it. But now I'm more importantly focused on my needs, not right. my wants. Right, right, and and your and your family too, and what they can do, and what they yes. and the legacy, yes. and that. But I, I want to tell everybody about that. You know, we laugh about it, but I just want to let everybody know it's something about what's important to not only you but the people that you impact along the way. Right, and that's important to you because, like I said, like you said, you know, you've done have you've been a, a, a incredible baseball player, an incredible football player, uh, an uh, entertainer in the, in the music industry. You acted. You, you've done all these things, but it all came back to what you can do for the next person. And you have turned right. down millions, right. my friend. I'm just going to about millions of opportunities. Not saying that's negative, because you felt that there was it's a better not. opportunity to change lives. Because that's the It's part of my peace. It is part of my, my purpose ties me to my peace. Mm-hmm. So when I'm acting in my purpose, now I activate my peace. Perfect example. Um, I bought some property in Canton, Texas, which is about 55 minutes outside of Dallas. I absolutely adore it. My girl Tracy, who you've had on your show, and she loves you to life, she absolutely adores it. And that's where we're building our, we call it conclusion, not our final home, but it's the conclusion. This is <laughs> the end of the road for us. That, that's where we're going to end up. And we had a baseball game. And both of y'all look like y'all in your 30s, though. That's what's making me mad, though. You know, well, we, we, we tried to. We had a high school baseball game, mm-hmm. and I took – most members of the team to this piece of property that I own in nine acre lake. I mean, acreage. And I'm sitting up there with the guys in a circle yes, sir. and I'm teaching them about life and property. I say, see, let me tell you something. Somebody could go out there and buy a Rolls Royce Phantom, which is going to be 450, maybe half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Time you drive that car off the lot, it depreciates 30%. Yes, sir. And now that's what you're dealing with. Then it's a new um, car come out next year. People want that. It's a new one. So your car constantly depreciates. Now, you could buy this property for the same cost, and not only will it appreciate, but now you get it to the point where I'm willing it down to my son. Right. Then he's keeping it in the family for his son, right. and it constantly appreciates, and you can enjoy it year after year after year. And just teaching them little things like that that we don't think about and no one teaches us. And that's a big thing because, you know, I was talking to a gentleman in Houston, and he's doing a documentary on black farmers, how they're losing their land because the younger generation – they see the land as they don't see the value in the land and they just sell it. Right. And so black farmers are losing yep. property. But as they always said, God's not making more earth. Okay. He don't remember make more that. Earth. He's not making more land. He don't there. make more. Well, see, that's why, that's why I love you, my brother, because I mean, and you downplay it because you're a humble person, 
But the times that I've called you for advice or the next move for a career, I mean, you're looking at it as, as you're looking at it as a person who's been there and done that. A person who is not mm-hmm. just looking at his own uh, come up, but looking at uh, me and saying, "Okay, for you, this is what's best for you." But we can talk about those type of things because we have that type of relationship. Right. When oftentimes men, men of color or men of status, we never even conversate with each other because we're so busy competing. That's true, and that's ignorant. That's true. But you've never been that way, and I appreciate you for it. And, and can I be? Can I be? And that's why, because because a person like you, who I followed your entire career, and I, before we go to the next break, I want to talk about how did you? Because see, branding is a word that's thrown around by everybody. Everybody got a brand. Everybody said they are a brand. <laughs> but prime time, how did you figure it out? Because man, you're a legend, dude. You're a legend. I I, I look at the NFL combines. I look at those players call you on Sunday nights on your show. They all know the, who you are. And that means that you're very relevant to the modern-day player. And a lot of players can't do that. They can't feel how they can just still be themselves and relatable. But prime time, the branding machine is very relatable. Why? Well, first and foremost, I think people are crazy. And they understand that um, it, it's, it's not October and it ain't Halloween. They they know who's trick or treat nowadays, and they know it's real. <laughs> they know it's genuine, and and they know when I talk to them or when I articulate myself to them, it's no motive. It's, it's nothing behind the curtains that I'm trying to get garnished mm-hmm. from them because mm-hmm. I have means and I have ways. Mm-hmm. But this all started in college, man. I played a position that wasn't handsomely paid, and I I forfeited a opportunity to play professional baseball out of high school mm-hmm. because I rolled the dice on myself. That's mm-hmm. something that I don't bet in Vegas, but I'm going to bet on Prime um, all day long. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go to college and play this football thing because my goal and my dream is to retire my mama for the rest of her life. Awesome. And once this eight, yeah, once this agent showed me the the finances that a cornerback commands in the NFL. I was upset. I was sad because I'm started reflecting. I started to reflect on the opportunities that I passed out of high school, and then I started thinking about okay, uh, this type of money that they're paying defense. Hey, Dion, Dion, hold that month. thought, man. Hold that thought. We're gonna have more on how the prime time came about in college on our next break with Dion Sanders. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. You're listening to Money Making Conversations. And before we left, we was talking to my main man, Deion Sanders, and he was telling us about the evolution of primetime. Now, Deion, you were saying that you could have played baseball straight out of high school, pro baseball, but you opted to play Mm -hmm. football at the defensive back position for the Florida State. Then you got with your agent, you realized how much money was being made and the evolution of primetime started to evolve. Talk to us about that. Well, let, let me slow it down. It was agents trying to solicit me. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, up until my sophomore year, so wow. they knew mm-hmm. um, I was I was going to be a baseball player as well as a football player. So they were soliciting me mm-hmm. early. Mm-hmm. Um, and one happened to send me the status of how much defensive backs made in the NFL, and I was alarmed that they were one of the worst paid <laughs> positions. It really upset me, so I really sat down. Now, you got to understand, in 1985, mm-hmm. I came to Florida State with a Firebird with a front license plate that said primetime. So right, I know. That was my nickname out, out of high school. Right. So I already had the moniker. Mm-hmm. So now it was just enacting it and, and really marketing it and saying to myself, you know what, i got to create something 
that surpasses any defensive back in the game because I got the goods. Mm-hmm. So now I got to I got to give you the drama in the game and the intellect and the savviness and the the spontaneity. Mm-hmm. And I sat in my dormitory room with a black book and wrote down probably about twenty five to fifty quotes that I would say <laughs> after the game, and I memorized them. It was like if I had a great game, they say you're the Muhammad you know, Ali was a great game. of defensive back. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Yeah, I'm the best thing since Peter Butter and Jelly, baby. I thought y'all knew. And those things would go national. So now this this added attention. And now they were getting much more than just a defensive back. They was getting someone of an entertainer, somewhat of a, a person who would command people to come see him play, whether they hated them or loved them. And that's what prime time the brand had came, and I just materialized it in, in my dormitory room in college. But now nobody hated you now. I'll tell you something. When it came to returning punts, opposing now, teams, opposing teams, did. Uh, but they they, they respected teams. you. I'm gonna just tell you something, man. Because everybody wanted you on their team. Now it was fear. See, see, I'm just when I used to watch you because I I was from, I'm from Texas and I'm just watching this 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 guy just just doing some things that I'd never seen before with style with articulation, you know. And and the thing when did the high step, you know. Going in the end zone with the touchdown. When did that come about? What was the evolution of Man, that? Man, that seven, seven years old playing for the Fort Myers <laughs> Rebels in Fort Myers, Florida. Man, that mean you know that that's what that, that, that's what Walter Payton did when he was a when he was in the pros, and we we grew up watching him. But that's that's the things that we emulated. Then we got in the end zone and we did the Billy White Shoes Johnson way back in the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we danced because it was a happy time in life and a happy moment, and we knew that. And no one in my family matriculated to college, man. No one went to college. Right. That wasn't even a thought. Right. So being the first and being someone that said, you know, I'm going to get out of here because the only thing was getting us out was the armed forces or job corps. That's the only thing. That's a, or jail. That's what people was leaving to go to. Mm-hmm. And it tripped me out. Someone was getting ready to go to prison for 20 years, and they throwing him a party in the crib. I'm like, what is wrong with y'all, man? He going to jail. That's nothing mm-hmm. to celebrate. Right. Mm-hmm. And that just all that kind of stuff just changed my life. It, it just changed my whole thought process that I got to get up out of here. Now this is now there's, and there's I had focus. now I you're had focus. You're, you're a legend in so many ways. First of all, the forty second time at the NFL Combine. You know, you, I know John Ross supposedly broke your record, but guess what? Whatever. Okay, you were able to run that fat and become a Hall of Famer. Now the thing I love about you is that you talked about Billy White Shoes Johnson. I knew the little chicken wing leg. The, the uh, but players are still doing the prime time stroll. In the end zone, see, see, that's why I know why you're still relevant because people, is the people, the players still understand that they can communicate with you, and it shows every time at the NFL Combine, like this, every time a player came over you, whether it was white or black, they knew they could relax and talk, like I would say, real to Dion. Is that correct? That, that's correct because I. I'm there to give them to to give to them to make to support them to encourage them and a lot of players that I'm fond of that I meet for the first time I right. give them myself man if you got a problem man call me man call me before the house catch on fire man I want you to call me when you think you smell smoke so I can help you get up out of there yeah you said and, that you said that things. yeah yeah I just I just love these kids man and I don't want them to make the same mistakes. I made because there was no communication or conversation because when you reach that level, no one wants to help you. No one wants to talk to you. And then you can't turn to your family members. They ain't never been nowhere. Right. I mean, how are you going to tell me about how to, how to balance this checkbook and how to 
how to uh, <laughs> understand what I need to purchase and what I don't need to purchase, and you ain't never had none. I don't. It, it was no one to talk to in your family because you're supporting the entire family and friends. Now that's go. That goes back to what I was saying is that is that you have to have a supporting group around you that not only believes yeah. in your brand but uh, that you can trust. How did you come about developing that strong support base that, that protects you, but also advises you, but also to challenge you? Well, foolish mistakes. Mm-hmm. I made some idiotic mistakes, mm-hmm. and uh, you learn from trial and error. Yes, sir. Um, I had a gentleman that, that blessed me that passed away a few years ago named Eugene Parker, African-American agent, oh, yes. one of the powerhouse agents in the game. And Eugene and I met. Um, when I was still in college, and he oversaw my entire career. He was always saved, always went home to his wife, always was a man of God, always a good person, and he allowed me to develop into what I am now. But he never pushed me, never shoved me, because he knew it would have been too premature. So he let me get a lot of things out of my, my, my system, but also he would guide me. The thing about a cut man in the corner and a coach in the corner in a boxing match, he's telling you left, right, left, right. But when you get hit, all that stuff throws you off. And I was hit a few times, mm-hmm. you know, by some nonsense that I didn't expect. Right. But he was always there telling me um, what was right and what was wrong. So I really had no catastrophic um, ignorance in my life. I had some bull junk that I can't control, like divorces <laughs> right. and all that kind mm-hmm. of mess. Right. We, we, that's just being a man right. mm-hmm. and foolish living. But altogether, I kind of kept it on the road. I want to, I before we get off the air, road. I want to talk about uh, Prime Five. That's a twenty-one million dollar uh, fundraising initiative that was supported. Oh. Well, tell us more about that. Yeah, That's in the man. Dallas residents for Dallas I residents. Absolutely love it, man. Man, you got to understand, man. Poverty is running rapid in our inner cities, man, and 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 we got to have comprehensive, individualized solutions, man. And I constructed this thing called Prime Prime Five with the Coke family, the Coke Network. Uh, it's called Stand Together. That's the, who oversees it. Mm. These organizations, man, to tackle poverty from different angles. We, we deal with chronic unemployment, family breakdown, addiction and trauma, personal debt, educational failure. And these type of things run rapid in our inner cities, man. And I've got a collective group. We're raising $21 million. We're already over halfway there. And we're, we're funding um, different groups around the inner city that's been doing it for years. We're just giving them the resources, the structure, the mentors, and everything um, so they can have a scalable impact on society in these inner cities. And we're tackling the poverty at every angle, man. We're going to do it. We're doing well. I love what we're doing. I, I love to see the, the smiles on the people's faces. I love being able to do something for someone that cannot even reciprocate the gesture. That's who I am, Rashawn. You know that. And I, I love the life I live, and I live the life I love. And, and that's what I love about the whole the bringing you on the show, because people need to see so many layers and so many layers of individual like you as an entertainer. You know, you're so you're so relevant and you're so current. But I just look, Prime 5 is, is who he is. And I'm just telling you guys yeah. is that – that is that he knows me every every couple of years I go hey Dion let's go do a television show he go Rashad uh, yeah where y'all go tape the show at and Dallas is your home and you're giving <laughs> back and 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 I you know and I and I'm gonna keep coming because you wanted you want these endless you people I'm these ready endless people I'm ready Rashad let's I know. do it I know. I'm ready man. I know and I then because he, so he can cook he can cook he can dance he can rap he you know he has an endless you know he one of those black don't crack people. You know what I'm saying? And now now he's with Tracy, so both of them should be on the talk show together. 
So, yes, so I'm, I'm yes, just putting the should. world out there because I'm going to tell Tracy, Tracy, I'm coming. I'm coming for you and Dion. Hey, you, <laughs> you need to stop putting all that old good-looking food on social media, man. I'm trying to stay fine. I'm trying to stay fit. And every time I look at one of those pictures that you have cooked up something, Betty Crocker ain't got nothing on you. I'm a Dion, I, I'm a, I, I, you got to stop, man. I'm going to tell you, Dion, 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 this is what we're going to do, man. Thing. This is what we're going to do, man. We're going to go to the NFL Network, me and you. Gonna do a, a, a cooking and baking show. Let's go to the NFL Network because all these football players can cook and bake, and we're gonna go from city to city and tape a show. Me and you hosting, brother. You gonna be cooking and barbecuing, <laughs> and I'm gonna be baking. That's what we are gonna do for NFL Network. I'm, I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be eating everything you cook. How about that? How about we just do that? <laughs> we gonna do it up. Hey, Dion, thank you for coming on the show, man. Tell Tracy God bless hi. You, I love you, Rashad. Hey, brother, you know I how I feel about you, man. The, the one of the all-time greats, Dion Sanders. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald hosting Money Making Conversation. It's time for my next guest. She is an award-winning content and branding expert. Uh, she's held senior leadership roles at ESPN, Ebony, Harper's Bazaar, Teen People, Essence, Honey Magazine. She is currently the chief content officer for The Griot, a leading digital media brand that serves the African-American audience. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Amy Du Bois Barnett. Hey, hey, hey. I know you're in California, <laughs> and I appreciate you getting up, Amy. But, you know, but you were no used to this whatsoever. early relationship. I'm happy to be here with you. <laughs> we, we, we used to this early relationship in Chicago. We have our, our weekly breakfast meetings and stuff like that. So this is awesome. Yes, sir. This is like a continuation. I, I appreciate you so much, Rashawn. I'm, I am more than happy to be to be with you and continuing our uh, our conversations that we keep that we've been having for years. Thank you. Here's the great thing. Let me just tell you how we met because I, I consider her a visionary. And when you when we finish these two breaks, you understand why I call her a visionary. We met when she was uh, at Ebony, and um, she was uh, shooting a cover. She invited Steve Harvey, Monique, and Chris Rock to be on the cover of Ebony Magazine. Uh, when you look at that and you look at where they are today, that's a visionary move if I've ever heard one. <laughs> trying to get those three people on the same cover today, I think it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget that cover shoot. That was that was quite a day, I will Ooh! say that. But you... <laughs> Girl, you were not smiling that day. You were not smiling. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was quite a day, Richard. We better have to save that, one, that story for another... Another conversation. That's Absolutely, be, but know. that just shows you that, uh, and I, I bring that up because you know to sit it, sit sit down. It's all about putting the right pieces together and then having a lasting effect on the not only the the, the readers but the community. And to see that you put these three people on the, and, that, and that magazine covers book magazine still sits on my coffee table in my basement because it's special to me because the fact that these three people are so powerful today in their own right in their own way. They're affecting the community in so so many different ways, from Oscar winners to to Steve's being the face of uh, daytime television, and right, also right. Chris Rock, you know, commanding enormous salaries, uh, hosting the Oscars. You know, it's just amazing that the the vision that you've seen, and you know, Monique, of course, Oscar winner, and also questioning the way African American women are being paid uh, in the in the media as well as by uh, these industry professionals when you compare it to non African American. Uh, leaders out there and who are in the same entertainment field. It lets me know that I got to tell you, you're a visionary. Keep winning. Okay. Keep winning. I got to put that out there for you up front before we really get into detail about who you are. 
Well, I definitely appreciate that. That was that was uh, you know that was a, a comedy issue, the Ebony's first ever comedy issue, and it was the cover of my of the redesign, right? So that Absolutely. was the first time. That, yeah, the Ebony had been redesigned in sixty eight years. So uh, you know, I'll never forget that day, and I'm I'm so proud of the work that we were able to accomplish in Ebony. Me and my my brilliant team. I mean, because mm-hmm. magazine making or media in general, it is a, it is a team effort. Because so. when you was there, it was you was handling both the jet. As well as the Ebony, it was both. Or both? I was not. I was oh, not. Me, the, the Jet magazine was still in published and used at Ebony, right? Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So I, you know, we, I redesigned um, uh, the magazine. I relaunched the website. Right. Um, yeah, and it was it was a really exciting time. You know, black media is so crucial. And why is it um, so crucial? Ebony why is it? Like, why is it so why? crucial? Amy? You know, it's 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 been crucial, and it's even more crucial now. I mean, it's it's interesting to be in 2018 and have black media be even more important now, because as you know, you know we have been, and we still are historically underrepresented. You know, mm-hmm. our perspective is historically underrepresented. Positive images of African Americans are are um, you know still. I mean, they're on the on the increase now, thank God. You know, but they are still. Um, underrepresented as it relates to to you know main, our mainstream counterparts, and so um, it is really critical that we have authentic places where we can go and hear our perspective. You know things you know that are created by us, so you know that they really do represent how we actually feel, what we actually look like, what are the issues and concerns that are actually meaningful to our community, and mm-hmm. so that's been important throughout all these years, and and. You know, now it's even more important. You know, now that we're in this this age of of you know attacks on media outlets, we're in this age of class warfare. Um, you know, we're in this age of of you know. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. We have you know, I, I you know, I've said this. I'm going to say this on your show, and I've said this on national television before, and I, I mean it. You know, most most emphatically and sincerely. You know, we have a white supremacist in the office. So mm-hmm. now that we are in this in this stage where we're really, um, you know, back to fighting for some basic rights, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, having having authentic places to go where you really do hear our, our issues and concerns is, is more important than ever. So actually, I'm really excited right now since I'm in the, I'm, I'm overseeing the griot.com. And so tell um, us exactly what is the griot and why was it such, you know, because you, all your moves are strategic. You know, that's mm. what I love about you, because there's a reason <laughs> for why you do things. You know, you say, Rashawn, I'm doing this because of this. So tell us about the griot and why it's important to be a part of that brand as over the content. Yes, yes, sir. So the griot.com is a, um, a media outlet focused on the issues and concerns that are most impactful for the African-American community. Right. Mm-hmm. And we are a black-owned um, news outlet. Um you know, so you know that when you come to the Rio.com, everything that you, you see and hear is going to be for us, by us, basically. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we really focus on um, topical issues that are meaningful, us, meaningful for us. Um, we focus on deep dives on issues that are meaningful, meaningful for us. And we also entertain, too. I mean, we're not, you know, we also have a lot of comedy. We mm-hmm. have style. You know, we have lifestyle. I mean, we, we try to cover so many of the things that black folks care about. Um, and it was really exciting for me to go to this platform because, you know, in part because, um, you know, it is, frankly, one of the few black-owned platforms um, that you have that, that's at scale right now. Um, so it's one of the very few black-owned platforms where you're going to see um, information that's just unfiltered. It's from a black perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, I really just feel like 
we're all going to remember what we did in, 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 in 2018. You know, this is one of those years <laughs> where everybody's going to remember what we did in 2018. <laughs> so it was really meaningful for me to be overseeing a platform, you know, that was really focused on um, African-American perspectives because it is just so critical right now. Let me, let me ask you this about when you, when you talk about, uh, let's say, Byron Allen is uh, the, the owner of the Grio, correct? Correct. And uh, when she says black-owned, he's the... Uh, who's, who's built an amazing uh, entertainment franchise and picking up this digital format, which means it's in a huge digital footprint, allows him to market and brand and also deliver messaging that, to the audience that he has been dominating over the last decade and a half, and that's African-Americans. Now, when you, but, but there's always a journey to get there. Like, let's talk about the, your book, which is roughly about 10 years old. And, um, and, why is the book, I'm going to give everybody the title of the book, Get Yours, The Girlfriend's Guide to Having Everything You Ever Dreamed and More. That book that you wrote when your son was about six months old, why is it relevant today? And then we're going to go into details as why I was so impressed by it and why people should go get that book. Because I bought the book. I, so you can go get the book. I bought it. It's on my Kindle right now. So you can buy it. <laughs> you Okay, so I'm just letting everybody know. It's not a book. You know, you can talk about a book. Go, you go look it up and go. Oh, it ain't even existing no more. You got to buy it on eBay. No, no. <laughs> you go to Kindle right now and get this book. Get yours, the girlfriend's guide to having everything you ever dreamed of and more by Amy Barnett. So tell us why that book's important and why it resonates. Ten years ago, it was important. Why it resonates today? You know, I I wrote that book um, for a few different reasons, right? Yes, ma'am. I wrote it in part um, as a love letter to my mother, right, because my mother was a, a, an incredibly impressive um, person. She passed away in 92, um, but she was a role model for me. So I, I processed after she passed away a lot of the lessons that she, that she passed down. And I also wrote that book, um, you know, frankly, because I was making so many mistakes in my life. You mm-hmm. know, I was really <laughs> just making mistake after mistake. And I wanted to to talk to other women, right, about success and about happiness and about goals and about passion. And I wanted to share some of my stories. I wanted to share some of my stories about my mother. And I also wanted to share some of the mistakes that I made and the lessons that I learned and the ways that I thought that, that other women could, could appreciate those lessons and learn from them so that Either they don't make the same mistakes in their lives, or they make the same make the same mistakes with with joy and passion, and and learn from them as I did. You know, so I think it's it's relevant to um, you know to be able to you know, have lessons. You know, for women who are starting out in their journeys, women in their twenties and thirties, and mm-hmm. I've had women in their forties and fifties read the book. Um, but just you know, to, to really think about the ways that we're starting off in life, and to make sure that you're living in a way that's that's your own. You know, that you stay independent, and that you're honoring your own goals and passions, and that you're not just, you know, um, making decisions based on how other people perceive your life or what they want from you. But that you're really thinking about what you want and your happiness and your goals. You know, and you're but, taking. But, risk. but the cool thing about it, though, is that you you have a plan in this book, though. You know, you know, you, you have a little quiz. You take this little quiz in every chapter. If you pass the test, you're at this level. And then you have these, <laughs> these you know, you have these little pages where you can write little notes. No, I'm just telling you, this book was off the chain. I'm talking about, where my book at? I'm mad now. I'm mad. Where my book at? Where's the man's guide 
the everlasting happiness. Now you got the girlfriend. Come on, now you need to write it. We, no, we, no, we no, 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 we didn't talk about this, Rashad. We didn't talk about this. Come on now. No, no. I'm just letting you know. See, you got to read the book to find out the history on this young lady. Now, here's, <laughs> here's why this book, because I was talking to my production manager coming over this morning. I was telling her about the book and letting her know why this book was so cool. Because in each chapter, she also interviews a celebrity or entrepreneur. And she interviewed... Ten years ago, I would love to see you re-interview these people. Here are some of the people ten years ago that she interviewed. Gabrielle Union. When you love to hear Gabrielle, you can read her perspective ten years ago and where Gabrielle Union is today. Sanaa yeah. Lathan. Venus Williams. Can you imagine what Venus Williams ten years ago and what she's saying ago and what she's saying now? Kelly Rollins. Monique. Okay, wouldn't you like to hear <laughs> what Monique got to say now? Versus oh, what she said well. ten years ago. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, this this book was off the is off the chain. Gail King, Gail King. That's way before she was the host of CBS. You know when she really broke out of that. I want to just say Shadow or Oprah. You know because mm. you know I loved it like and Melanie Hobson. Okay, if you're about aerial investment, somebody need to Google. Need to Google. Let the this <laughs> twenty one billion dollars. Running it, female, aerial investment out of Chicago. These are the people. And then she slipped up and put a man in there. Hopper. <laughs> he a hopper. He a hopper. What he got to say 10 years ago and what he's doing today. When we come back, we're going to have more to say about this book because and also about the griot. But, Amy, you are special, girl. I know you didn't expect all this to come out. Rashawn McDonald done his research. I didn't eat breakfast with you, but now I know who you are. <laughs> We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. You're listening to a Money Making Conversation on the phone. I have the chief content officer for The Griot, the leading digital media brand that serves the African-American audience. She's on the phone, Amy DuBois Barnett. I'm talking to her. I, I, I might say I'm grilling her about this fantastic book, uh, Get Yours, that I bought. On Kindle, because it's still available. Get yours, The Girlfriend's Guide to Having Everything You Ever Dreamed and More. And it's a book that, I, I, I let me just tell you why I'm excited about when I read the book. And then and knowing I was going to talk to you this on Monday was the fact that to be able to look at something that's so topical. And then, and I hope you hear my passion in it, Amy, about your book. And the fact that I hope you do. And you, you might, already, might might have already have it in the works to go back and revisit some of these very topical and a worth or because you have quizzes in there. It's just amazing the thought process that you put into this book. Well, I, I appreciate that. You know, I, I wanted to make it something that was like entertaining. You know, because I'm talking about stories. You know, stories in my life, stories happened to my friends. You know, just just real, real, actual things that that went down and, and the lessons that we learned from this. I wanted to make it entertaining, but I also wanted to make it informative. So I tried to include some tips for how to really live your life with passion and purpose, and make sure that you are moving toward goals that make sense for you. So I tried to include tips that you could do today, this year, and, and forever. Why, you know, why, why were the interviews important? 
like the interview with Gabrielle Union, Shania Lathan, Venus Williams, Kelly Rose, Monique, Gail King, Melody Hobson, Hill Harper, Khalees, Courtney Sloan, Sarah Jones, Indy Ari. Why were these interviews important to the book? You know, I think that um, hearing my perspective, you know, is is great. But I also think that people people want to hear the perspectives of the folks that they admire. I mean, that's just you know, that's just a, a human nature and, and bottom line. You you want to know what Gabrielle Union says about a topic. You know, mm-hmm. you want to hear from Hill Harper. You know, you're just curious. You know, these are people who you you see on TV or in the movies or. You know, they also have their own books, et cetera, and it's interesting to to have somebody interview them on p- topics that are that are relevant. So I just thought that it would be, um, you know, just that much more resonant and entertaining to have you know the folks that that people admire. You know, talk to them a little bit about some of the things I touched on in the book. And here's some of the chapters. We're just going to go and talk about some of the chapters I thought that were important. Embrace fear as growth. I think that a lot of people make that mistake. I always tell people. If it's uncomfortable, if a change in your life is uncomfortable, I always tell people that's a good thing. Yes, exactly. That that's one of the main things that I talk about when I give speeches, or when I talk to people just in general in my in my daily daily life. I'm always always talking about the fact that you cannot possibly be the person that you're meant to be if you stay within your comfort zone. You know, the only way that you know that you are growing and the only way that you know that you are becoming everything you can be, mm-hmm. you know, everything that you're meant to be, is if you step outside of that comfort zone and if you, if you take some risks, and, if, and that's going to mean that you're going to be afraid. If you're not afraid, you are not growing. You are not everything that you are meant to be if you are not a little bit afraid. And this and is a young lady. Real. And this is a young lady who went to Ireland. I would just tell you right now, not not France, not France, which is sexy. Everybody said sexy in France, Spain. She went to Ireland. (laughs) All my friends thought I was that. They were like, wait a minute now. Hold up now. So the black population of Ireland is like (laughs) 0.0002%. Point nothing. Point nothing. Point nothing. (laughs) Maybe you get down to London. Yeah. Yeah, London. Why not London? No, I'm going to Ireland. You know, and, and that is really embracing your fear. As growth, right there. <laughs> that was kind of kooky, although you no, know, no, that was fantastic it. because I, I because that's what people don't do. People kooky is just some people still stay in their neighborhood. They don't even get on the bus to go downtown. People don't right. even know that there are other parts of the city. They don't know about suburbs, and that's what I, that's what you were just saying. Look at me, a little African American girl said, "You know right. something? I'm going to go to Ireland." Everybody looked at you, going, "You crazy?" You go, "Why? Why am I crazy? Because I want to." see a, another part of the world, experience another slice of life. And guess what? That is what makes you today fearless. When I when I read all these opportunities you've had at ESPN, Harper's Bazaar, Teen, uh, Honey, Essence, Ebony, that means that you are not afraid. And a lot of people stay in the same position creatively or professionally because they're afraid. Right. Right. It's true. And, and it's interesting, you know, moving around um, – to, you know, to different to different career opportunities, it does. It, you know, it does require a certain amount of. I don't say fearlessness because I don't really consider myself to be fearless. You I are. Just, you are. It, it's, it's not the fear. You know what? Though? It's not because I have. I have fear. It's. 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 It's that I recognize that I. I need the fear in order to keep growing. If I'm not afraid, then I'm not really on this this journey that I'm talking about being on. And I'm on a journey. I'm. I'm. I'm on a journey to become a better person, a better mm-hmm. executive, a better representative, a re- better uh, representative of the community. 
Can you imagine? This is how, this is how we talk at breakfast over eggs, you know, biscuits. <laughs> right? <laughs> and it, it would get cold. It would get cold. And we go, we mm, argue about who's going to pay. I pay this time. No, you pay. I pay. No, we pay. <laughs> Girl, shut up and get out of here. You need to stop lying. You know you always pay. You know, just make down. <laughs> she would always pull it out. There. I go, Girl, you need to stop talking to me. <laughs> Put that card away. I got this. Now, here's another <laughs> chapter I, I loved about. Be true to yourself. Yes, yes. Well, you know what? You know, especially I think women, you know, we are subject to a lot of conversation about who we should be, what we should do. People have some preconceived notions about where we should be in our lives any given time. Girl, you should be this. You should be married. You should be this, down the third. You should have kids. You should have whatever. You know what I mean? And as a woman, I have to say, you know, it's 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 just it's kind of annoying, you know. And so I always think, <laughs> and, and it's you know, I say annoying. It's annoying, and I'm saying that lightly, but but it's annoying because anytime you let other people tell you what to do, who to hang out with, what mm-hmm. to wear, how to think, you are not living for your own purpose. You are not moving toward the things that make you truly happy. At the end of the day, this life is your life, and and that's that's something that I learned. You know, kind of very early on in my very early 20s, you know, that nobody can crawl inside your skin and live your life for you. I mean, it's, it's a kind of a terrifying notion, right, because really you are alone. At the end of the day, right. you're alone. But it's also the most empowering thing in the world because this is your life. Mm-hmm. This is your life. No matter how much somebody loves you, admires you, they cannot crawl inside your skin and live your life for you. So because of that, you have to understand that this journey is really yours. And so you might as well do the things that make you happy, not the things that somebody else is telling you should make you happy. And I think that's important to hear because of the fact that, you know, it might be you, doing something for somebody might make you happy for five years, ten years. But what is that final journey? That has to be the vision that you want to take. That's what, that has to be the door that you want to open. And that's important. I'm going to write off the rest of the chapters because I want to people really understand what you're doing over the grill Chapter three, realize your value and demand the best. Chapter four, put into the universe what you want to get back, which is amazing. You got as a must read chapter for me. Have uh, integrity. Uh, Stay independent. You hear a voice. You know she's independent. Come on now. (laughs) You don't go to Ireland being a a, a follower. She's an independent person (laughs) and who's fearless, by the way. Do something meaningful every day, which I thought was amazing because I keep hearing that over and over from every successful person that you got to give back that you have to represent it. Your, your value is not always represented in dollars. It's about who you can help, your commitment to the community, your commitment to the world. And you do it yes, everywhere. Sir. And you do, and you'll give back in so many different ways. This book is a give back to me. What you do uh, uh, as represented as an African-American female, as a single mom, all those things have been amazing for your role and your approach to being successful. Now, when you take all these values and you bring them to the grill, how do you make your, your, your natural values relatable to the masses at the grill? Oh, well, thank you, Rajan. I, I appreciate you so much, you know. Um, and I think that, that, you know, my values are, are the values of our community in so many ways. I mean, I, I don't really separate myself from, from the way that, 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 you know, we think. I mean, we are survivors. We are tenacious um, you know, and I, I'm I'm really excited to be able to you know take that kind of tenacity and um, you know and um, and strength you mm-hmm. know and right. um, make sure that the GRIO is representing us. I do think that there are you know some things as a community yes, you know, that we need to keep moving toward. Right. Um, and I think one of those is is certainly um, taking risks. I think um, and stepping outside of our our comfort zone. You know, so I think that is one thing. 
um, that throughout my career, you know, especially when I've been um, at, at media brands that, that target African Americans, which mm-hmm. is the bulk of my career, um, I've definitely tried to to you know, have conversations with my readers or users um, about ways that we can step outside of our comfort zones and the benefits of that. Do we you see? Know? Do we, do you see? Do I see conferences coming out of this relationship with the Grio? Uh, motivational conferences, uh, conferences that focus on women, African-American women, uh, success stories? I definitely think that the GRIO has a lot of opportunity to do events. I mean, it's, it's such a terrific media brand. People come to the GRIO um, because they, they want to hear you know, issues that are relevant to African-Americans. And so because the brand is so respected, I think that we have a lot of ability to start, um, to start creating events and conferences, et cetera, for sure. Because uh, it's there. Because the, that's why I wanted to bring that book up. Because I hope you should start. You know, every, you know, in social media have a throwback Thursday. If you just start dropping these nuggets, or these little those little quizzes, even if you start doing them in the grill, because I'm just letting everybody know, I've read this book twice. Okay, and I read it because it was so relevant. You know, to to see something that's ten years ten years old in a sense, and realize that wow, her thought process is, is ahead of the time. You got to keep sharing that, and please share it, Amy. Please share it with the world. I appreciate you, Rashawn. I sure, I surely will. And I want to thank you for calling my show. And we, I'll probably come out to LA and see you. We're gonna have breakfast, and uh, everything's gonna be good. <laughs> but you know, if you need me, you know, I'm always a text away or an email away because you're fantastic. And tell Byron Allen, I'm pulling for him because he's doing great things in in the entertainment world. You keep winning at the Grio. Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500.